Spoilers, spoilers, spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to the final episode of Spoiler Season, Guilds of Ravnica. We will be back next season, so don't worry. Don't worry. I know we have a lot of a lot of fans out there clamoring for more Ooh, content. More so, content. Uh, you know, I'm Ryan. and uh, uh, I'm still Katie. Still Katie. Uh, so before we get started, I just want to thank our sponsors for supporting thank us you. all season and every other season. Uh, our two sponsors, of course, are Flipside Gaming, who you can find online at flipsidegaming.com, and New England Comics, who you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge. And side note, if you come to New England Comics for the pre-release, you may see us there in person. It's a good time. We do sign autographs. Um, we, we don't. I do. I've signed a couple autographs <laughs> in my day. Yeah, not wow. necessarily not, not related magic to... related, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Anyways, today is the big spoiler dump, where we get all the commons, the uncommons. I don't know if we got a single rare. I think we got all those. Maybe we got, like, one. Um, so, so we're going to move a little like quickly. If you like limited, you like this day. That's right. We should have had Min here today, but I figured Min might not want to come over at, like, 11 p.m. on a Wednesday. So what? I know, a little surprising. I mean, he usually stays up till 3 anyway. That's so. true. That's true. So, uh, anyways, we're going to move a little bit quickly. Uh and just because there's a, there's a lot of cards uh and so. a lot of them don't matter that much true though matter more for for limited which i think is usually sure, you know sure. what the these cards are for so yes uh let's get started see them the most frequently you will hence common key do you want to start us off sure, sure thing sure thing so our first card is candlelight vigil it is white three for an enchantment aura enchant creature Enchant a creature gets plus three plus two and has vigilance. Note, you can enchant your opponent's creature. Is that true? It doesn't specify enchant creature that you control. Um, yes. Yes. You can enchant your opponent's creature yes. if you so desire. It's an important <laughs> bit of flexibility there. Uh, yes, because actually our next card is Color of the Culprit, right? Which is white three instant destroy target creature with toughness four or greater. So if they have three toughness or two toughness, you can equip Candlelight Vigil, and then you can kill it. <laughs> yes. You Just can be like, here, here, you stay up all night with your candles so I can murder you in your sleep, or when you're not sleeping. So that's just two cards to kill one creature. What value? Two four mana cards to kill a creature with two toughness probably means it's like two <laughs> mana. <laughs> ah, so good. Yes. So auras generally are bad, especially... This set has a ton of sweet removal at, like, common and uncommon. Yeah. I don't think you want to play Candlelight Vigil. Yeah. Also, even, like, you know, because the problem with auras is if you cast it and target a creature and then kill the creature, they've just two for one you, right, in response. Even but, if they don't, don't do it in response here. Yeah. Right. That's the other thing. It's like, even if they don't kill it in response, it doesn't give you any value the turn it comes down. It doesn't cantrip. It doesn't make, a like, a 1-1 one, one soldier or knight, like, on the side. Yeah. It just it's does just, three extra damage, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and you may be tempted to play this with your flyers, but don't. You already have flyers. <laughs> like just win. Yeah, play another flyer instead. Yeah. Uh, Color of the Culprit we just read uh, is kind of a standard effect now in, in the white for four mana. The kind of, you know, destroy a big creature at instant speed for four mana. It's always fine. Um, it depends a little bit on the uh, texture of the limited metagame uh, because yeah. if there's a lot of creatures with like 
too, if it's, the form is really aggressive, there's not many four toughness things and you don't need this. So like often this could end up being uh, a sideboard card, especially because there's a lot of other strong rule around. Yeah, I, I feel like this card in the past has looked better than it's been because you just find like there aren't that many creatures with high toughness. And so you'll yeah. hold this and hold this and you're like, I'm dying to these little things, but I, boy, do I have a removal spell in hand. Especially when, you know, it's these, like, tokens in Celestia and these, like, aggro cards in Boros. The mentor and... with the low toughness. Yeah, and... it's just, it, I don't think it'd be quite as good as in this set, but we'll see. Yeah. Next, we have Crush Contraband. This is white three instant. Choose one or both. Exile target artifact. Exile target enchantment. Uh, the fact that choosing both is an option is sweet. In limited, I think it's rarely going to come up that you get to use both modes. In constructed, it'd be kind of weird for a deck to be into both artifacts or enchantments so generally i think this card is mostly unplayable and constructed um in limited, just because we have cheaper options for artifact or enchantment removal. correct unless there someday you see a deck that we're like if this is reliably a two for one awesome oh, yeah. and exile like yeah go for it but i just don't think it'll happen um in limited it's better uh depending on again the texture like how many main deck artifacts and enchantments we're seeing then this can end up seeing main deck play as a one of just because it's instant speed it's super flexible it exiles we, you know we have a graveyard matter set um but often i think this will be uh, on, on the sideboard all right now this is sort of a, a meta question for the limited um people are going to be a little greedy with their colors maybe because yeah. they have a lot of different fixing do you think running this, if you see people playing the the lockets, the artifact yeah, lockets, that's actually that a really good mana, point. is that worth it? Like you, you might be able to really mess up their mana if people are being greedy yeah. because they think they have artifacts. Yeah, missing. that's a t totally something that you could consider doing. But the downside is you could waste a card and they could still have the right mana, and then you just lose. Yeah, it's always risky trying to mana screw people, right? Mm -hmm. With like hand disruption is usually the classic example where like you thought sees them and they have a mana dork and like one land you're like ooh, i can i can shut them off mana and then they just draw, draw lands land. and like you just wasted your right it's usually not a good strategy but if people are being super greedy with their colors and trying to play like five colors and they're super reliant on lockets then it could be worth considering this card in that in that situation nifty Next up is Demotion. This is white, another enchantment aura. Enchant creature, enchanted creature, can't block, and it's abilities. activated abilities can't be activated. So this is one you probably don't want to cast on your own creature. This is more of like a enchant opponent's creature, so they can't block you, and any problem abilities it might have are shut off. Yeah, this, this card is really good for aggro decks um, because cheap yeah exactly right it doesn't stop from attacking so it's not like a super good pacifism but it means that like this is just remove a blocker um i would have loved permanently to, yeah i would have loved to have this card in the activate abilities too which is like a sweet upside i would have loved to have this card in um you know like the mono white aggro deck that i was playing like one mana get out of my way yeah it's great yeah because you don't really care if they're swinging back at you like you yeah. should be killing them fast enough you're winning that race as long as they're not blocking the damage. I will note, though, in Limited, at least, you have to be extremely aggressive, I think, to like mm. to really want this. In Standard, I think it's easier to reach the level of aggression where you'd want to play this card, but I think generally you're still going to have better options because I think you're going to pair white with red a lot, and then you have Shock, and you have Lightning Strike, and things that just look a lot better than Demotion does. How many creatures with activated abilities are worth just running this to shut off their activated ability? Like, if you're in Limited and this isn't your sideboard... 
and you see a problem creature, you're like, oh man. Well, the problem is that it has to, if, if in order to choose demotion rather than like a hard removal spell, you want that creature to be really cheap, right? So I don't know how many cheap creatures there are with activated abilities that mm. really you want demotion for. Um, I think usually you're just like, eh, let's bring in a removal spell or a nail, you know, an Ixalan's binding or something if you're in white. Oh, I meant in limited. Oh, in limited, sorry. Yeah, I just don't think but there's yeah, a lot yeah. of, uh, We'd have to go through and look. I, there are definitely a couple, right? Like, you definitely attach this to, like, uh, Lazav, right? Which just copies any creature in the graveyard. Or attach this to, like... Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of them off. But, there, you know, there are definitely a couple where you'd want to just shut off the activated ability. Yeah, that's a good point. Because that's another use for the card other than just being, like, I'm super aggro. Right, right. Uh, At least does, in limited. Yeah, it can, it can act as, like... Removal for bombs, which mm -hmm. is, is a nice removal spell to have. Yes. So next up is Intrusive Pack Beast. This is white four for a 3-3 three, three beast. Has vigilance. And when it enters the battlefield, tap up to two target creatures and opponent, your opponent controls. Hmm. Your opponent's control. Yeah. It's a little... A little awk. I think it's like... It's good. Uh, it's, you know, five mana for... You know, the 3-3 three, three vigilance is like fine. It's going to clear the way. Um, I think usually, like, especially in limited, where you don't need to tap their whole board, they usually have a couple of creatures that are standing in your way of, of it getting through. So being able to play this and then clear those and just hit them, you're going to be able to decimate their board, do a lot of not decimate, do a lot of damage to their board, hopefully, or maybe get that last uh, bit of damage through. And then you're left over with a 3-3 uh, Vigilance, which is reasonable. Yeah. I'm not, like, super excited about it, but I think it's fine. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I agree. Like, if you need to fill five, you're not, like, super upset. But, like, I'm not looking for slots for yeah. this, I don't think. Next is Luminous Bonds. This is white two, uh, enchantment aura, enchant creature. Enchanted creature can't attack or block. So Luminous Bonds is a three-mana removal spell in white, but largely unconditional. unconditional. Basically. Kind of. Just remember, they can still use activated abilities. <laughs> right. Uh, and kind that is always... Has always been really solid. So Luminous Bonds, good card, yeah. well established. I'll just say I like the art better from, was it M19 or Dom? I forget. Yeah, but whatever the, the previous Luminous Bonds art was, it was prettier. But I do like the flavor text. The flavor text on these cards, and I'm going to talk more about this at the end when I'm kind of reviewing the whole set, but the flavor text is just fantastic on these cards. So a lot of the art is great. The flavor text is great. Like They did a really good job with... Uh, a lot of stuff in this set and i, I want to give give them props for that but at the end at the end okay all right so righteous blow is white instant deals two damage target attacking or blocking creature uh this card feels more of like i think again you what do you think I, what do you think i don't really like these cards because like i feel like ideally this is like tipping the scale in combat right you're like ah deal two damage, you know, and then my creature trades. Like, if you have a creature with first strike, this is excellent. Or if they double block and one of their creatures has two toughness and you can kill it before damage and then you don't trade, you just eat their creature. Great. But I feel like those situations are pretty narrow. So, I don't know. Th this is the kind of spell I, I don't really like. I like it as an anti-aggro card. Um, I like uh... it, like, so if I'm playing We do have a, a lot deck... of mentors with Two yeah. toughness. So you can do it with mentor or trigger on the stack. They target and then you mm. get to kill it. Um, so I like this if, if you know, out of the board, maybe even main. I don't know how aggressive the format's going to be. It looks like you can play some pretty slow, dirtily decks. So I don't think you want to main board this. 
But post-board bringing this in against like the Boros deck or the Celestia deck or the Naya deck, uh, I think is a pretty good option. And I, I even like this card in Standard because in Standard, if you're a white control deck, having more spot removal, cheap spot removal for those like super fast early threats, this would have been a great card to have against Bomat Courier, right? Being or Keldred. Yeah, Keldred, where you can like answer them on mana and cards and not fall behind on yeah. you know too far on life. So you know, you you still might have better options, but uh, a card like this is reasonable to play in uh, against aggro, I think. Yeah. Can I ask a rules question that you just made me think of? Yeah. So if you are attacking with a mentor creature, and uh, so you attack, you know, you target another creature with mentor that has lower power. Yeah. Um, and then someone kills the mentor. Mm -hmm. Does the mentee get a counter? Yes. Okay. So the tree is already there, so it, it does get uh, the counter. Okay. Yes. Good. Uh, Skyline Scout is next. It's white one for a 2-1 human scout. Whenever it attacks, you may pay white one. If you do, it gains flying until end of turn. This card is, I think, reasonable, but not great. Because here threat of activation doesn't do anything because they there's like if they block it and then you give it flying it's still blocked and damage is going to happen and it's just a lot of mana and it's only a 2-1 that had a lot of things against it but sometimes you need a flyer and this card can certainly fill that role and kind of get the job done so i love the art on it too i know they're very careful with art on on cards with pseudo flying or temporary yeah. flying and this really does give you the sense like the, the person's high in the air. They have a rope, though, and, like, they don't always fly because they look like a normal person. Yeah. Also, this is one of the... Uh, yeah, I think, like, I agree with that. That's good to signal the players, like, oh, does this have flying? Rather than, right. oh, this card has flying. Um, and, yeah, seems like it's kind of a pretty bad flyer, but, like, a pretty bad flyer is still... Sometimes you play, you'll play it yeah, in your deck. Yeah, I mean, two mana for 2-1 is, like, also okay. Fine. So, yeah, like... If you don't have flyers especially, I would... And I this is one this. of the cards that people like the flavor text of as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So here's what it is. Sometimes an angel passes by and gives me a little nod, like, you're a daring one. That always makes my day. <laughs> like, they were really light and, like, very... There's a funny tone uh, <laughs> with the, the guilds. And they've always kind of been like that, because, like, Ravnica's, like, kind of absurd, and, like, the guilds are, like, all corrupt and, like kind of caricature it's it's they, yeah they have fun with ravnica i'm glad they do especially like such a popular plane next we have sworn companions white two sorcery create two one one white soldier creature tokens with lifelink uh seems fine in a convoke deck seems fine in a not convoke deck if you just want to make some bodies lifelink is nice you know tokens you always kind of value tokens more highly than like the compare comparable creature because it's splitting the stuff between two bodies right so or multiple bodies for mm -hmm. making more than two um yeah so it's pretty comparable to uh like queen's commission from ixalan um oh, yeah. except without the the tribal Relevant component yeah. yeah would you play this in a deck with like a lot of mentor or is that not like worth yeah, it because this isn't aggressive enough it's a little slow uh but it might still be worth it um it's it's a little hard to put a value on it i could even see playing it just because like if you're playing like against Celestia and you want some tokens to block, or, I don't know. That, that's probably a little bit looser. Um, but yeah, it just it feels a little slow, and the, because the creature type isn't super relevant this time, it feels a little bit weaker. I like the synergy with Mentor, but you pointed out that it's a little bit maybe slow. Yeah, because so. it's not swing. I mean, you don't have these yeah. things swinging till turn four. Hard to know. I mean, hard to know. 
Yeah. At least it gives the, like, if you have a two-power mentor, it does give him a target. Yeah. But, I don't know. Next is Take Heart. This is white, instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. You gain one life for each attacking creature you control. I think it's an okay combat trick. Yeah, it is that. But life, <laughs> life gain is largely relevant. It does help you to race in the mirror if you're Boros Aggro, if you Boros oh, Aggro. you know, this gets better with Mentor. It does also get better with Mentor, Because yeah. you make your Mentors bigger, they can attack more times, they can Mentor bigger creatures. That's I actually really, think this yeah. is, actually, this is probably okay in a Boros deck. Like, better than I was Yeah, I mean, it's thinking. still an average trick, but I just think that, like, tricks are better Yeah. this set because of Mentor. Um, because the trick is going to let you, like get that pump but also put a counter on something and if you are stapling on like to every pump effect you have put a counter on a target like that's really strong mm-hmm. so yeah i think and pumps it's are probably a little the better cheapest this that a pump can be yeah but there's so. also a lot of good removal in this set so like yeah kind of bounce out next we have 10th district guard this is white one for a 2-2 human soldier when it enters the battlefield target creature gets plus o plus one until end of turn it's weird to have the backside pump when this doesn't have flash. So it's yes. like you're going to attack with higher toughness. I Again, I think it's slightly better than it looks because of Mentor. Because yeah. a lot of the Mentor creatures have really Two low toughness. toughness. So you maybe yeah. give them an extra attack. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But overall, it's like a bear, which is fine. With a little with bit of upside. upside, which is nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, would play. You know, not a million of. But. Yeah, that's it for white. Uh, and then we have onto blue. Capture Sphere. This is blue three, enchantment aura, flash, enchant creature. When it enters the battlefield, tap enchanted creature. Enchanted creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. I love these for blue. Yep. I don't I don't know if they usually have flash though. I like that. It is nice. It's yeah. a the art is nice, like stick them in a bubble. Yeah. It's clearly Azorius. <laughs> I guess the flash increased the cost, right? Because we had water trap, which was white, white or sorry, blue, blue one for Water. Uh water not, I think. Water not. Yeah. yeah. Um for for the tap claws so i guess the flash comes at one more cost yeah but i think that that is worth it i'm pretty happy playing if if the flashier the better (laughs) and if you ask me so i i like it yeah next is dazzling lights this is blue instant target creature gets minus three minus oh until end of turn surveil two i like it it's i mean again it's like it's a combat trick it's fine for um uh like you know if you're in a blue deck that's kind of combat oriented you maybe you don't have access to other kinds of tricks and you're a little low on removal this is like the kind of thing that you're usually kind of stuck stuck running um because it gives you the opportunity to trade in combat when otherwise you might not be able to and surveil too it's just so it's so good and like just stacking this onto the card just makes it better i don't know that i would yeah i mean surveil too is awesome so i I, I like the card. I like Surveil a lot. So we've been looking for cheap Surveil or ways to put things in the graveyard for standard. Yeah. This is not that. Uh, yeah. Because the card doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um, like, it, I you can't pay... This is essentially paying blue for Surveil 2. And I don't think that's good and enough. And Game 3 Yeah, sure. And Game 3 Life. Um, it, it is interesting because there's this questions come up before where... How large does Scry have to be before you play a card that was blue, Scry X? Hmm. What is that magic number? Because we have, uh, like, remember uh, Reason to Believe, I think, where Reason was just blue, like, Scry 4? Oh. So you saw zero play. 
So like, huh. how big does the scry have to be before you would just play a blue card that scries an enormous amount? The the thing is though, like, so you want to scry an enormous amount, but like, you also can't see that many turns into the future. Like, you think you're lining up a great draw, but maybe like let's say you had scry ten, which sounds mm-hmm. excessive, but you know, four turns in, your opponent is drawing threats that you were not predicting. Well, and so what you've lined up no longer lines up with what you're facing. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I think that it's the same kind of logic with, like, Brainstorm, right? Where, like, you never brainstorm on turn one on the play if you don't know what your opponent's playing, usually. There's always exceptions. Mm. Um, because you don't know what you're looking for. And the same goes for, like, blue-white control and modern. Is Sometimes you're like, oh, dang, I need lands. Let me cast Seer Visions. But other times I will wait because I want to see what they're playing. And I think that just a scry card, right, is going to have a similar constraint where you're going to be like, all right, what are they playing? Once I know what they're playing, then I can figure out what cards I'm going to need. Um, but, yeah, I think the number has to be pretty large before I'm going to play something that just lets me scry. Um, or surveil. Yeah. So more but at than some two. point, right, it becomes almost a tutor, almost an almost tutor, where it's yeah. like putting it to the top of your deck. Yeah, I mean, if you look a chunk of cards in and you can put them back in any order. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But Dazzling Lights, yeah, not great. Next is Leapfrog. This is blue 2 for a 3-1 Froggy. Leapfrog has flying as long as you've cast an instant or sorcery spell this turn. The art on this is amazing. I know we should talk about the card itself, but like... No, the art is really pretty. What a great shot of this frog really high up on a building. It's so blue. What a pretty blue. Yeah, the perspective Mm -hmm. uh, is just really well done. So, so what do you think Beautiful. of the card? Three for a three one that has pseudo flying. I like it. Um, I I like it. I think that, uh, you know, you're playing this probably in like is it right? And uh, you have a critical mass and some sorceries, and it seems like they're making that possible. Um, then the card becomes like pretty reasonable for a three drop. And you know, even if it's not flying, like maybe you can set it up so you're trading it off with something because three power is a reasonable amount. So, like, yeah, I'm not excited about three mana three ones, but, like, the upside is pretty good. Um, Boros has a three mana three one with Mentor. So, like, I feel like, you know, it, it seems reasonable, and you might be able to trade it off. So. Yeah. Like I'm it. always torn about three ones. Like, I generally hate them, but I've played against them, and, and I pretty much always have to trade creatures for them because three power is, like, just enough to trade with a lot right. of my good early threats. Right. So and flying in, in three mana, three power on a flyer... Right, this is, is a clock if they yeah. don't have a flyer. Like, yeah. if they don't have any flyer. Right. And if you're playing in a deck with instant sorceries, you're probably, play, probably playing some of the other, like, Wee Dragonauts and the, some of the other flying cards that care about instant sorceries, mm-hmm. which make it a little bit tricky. Yeah. Next, we have Muse Drake. This is blue three for a 1 3 Drake with flying. And when it enters the battlefield, draw a card. This uh, is kind of the opposite, right? It's four mana for only one power yeah. flying. But it replaces itself immediately. And permanent flying. Oh. Yeah. I like it. I like that if it's not going to have power, at least it has... If it was like a 4-mana 1-1 one, one or a 1-2, eh. But a 1-3 blocks some stuff. So like you get to play this, draw a card, block something. It feels like kind of a grindier card. Uh, like you're not playing this in like the aggro deck that you'd play the frog in. Um, but you're playing it in a deck that just wants to kind of sit back and like slowly maybe pick away. And it's a common, so you can maybe pick up a couple of these, and then when the you know when it's time to turn the corner, you can start pressuring them. Yeah, I I think you're right that this card is fine. I just like I'm like four mana for a one three flyer. I understand it replaces itself, and that three toughness can block a couple things, but mm-hmm. just kind of like eh, feels too much. 
the rate's high. But yeah, if you're grindy, you know, the replace and the ability to block and a little bit of pinging. Eh. Eh. Next we have Selective Snare. This is Blue X Sorcery. Return X target creatures of the creature type of your choice to their owner's hand. So, um, this card is pretty interesting. In limited, it's probably not very good because I don't think you're often going to have enough. Elf Knights. Uh, maybe. Like, that's, yeah, that's like the one case. Or human. But someone, you have to be pretty into that, I think. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's like a bad balance spell. Right. In standard, though, um, I think that there's two uses for it, right? Like, one, if knights pick up as like a deck, then this can be a sideboard card where. Because, like, if you played against the Knights Deck in Standard, you know how frustrating it is, especially, like, you know how frustrating it is to try to be the aggro deck against the Knights Deck because all their things have Vigilance or First Strike or Hexproof from your color. Like, it's so irritating. And being able to just bounce their board and kill them is really valuable. So Selective Snare, I could see play with regards to that as a sideboard card, serving a kind of, like, very narrow Cyclonic Rift effect. Uh, or if for whatever reason you want like a way to return creatures to your hand, right? So you get to, oh. you're playing a, like a deck with a lot of ETBs and then you bounce the, but they also have to share a type, which is kind of awkward. So I'm a little lower on that end of it, but I think for bouncing knights, it's fine as a cyber card, but it, it just like, again, there, there might just be better options. Yeah. I would say, like, so the other thing about Knights, but maybe any other similar deck, is, like, if you can bounce a bunch of tokens, mm -hmm. it's just hard removal. Yeah. So, you know, Knights does have, like, History of Benalia. It's making Knight tokens. Mm -hmm. There are new green-white Knight cards yeah. that make tokens. So this can be, like, a hard removal spell for a whole bunch of creatures. Sure. If that is a deck that is, you know, threatening you. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not sure that that's going to be a good deck. Next, we have Vidalcan Mesmerist. This is blue one for a 2-1 Vidalcan Wizard. When it attacks, target creature and opponent controls gets minus 2, minus 0 until end of turn. Uh, this is another card that I, I like more in the kind of like Demir, like aggro tempo deck, right? Which you've seen in a couple of cards because it just lets you keep the pressure on. It makes it so that like, yeah, they can put a card in front of yours, but they'll bounce. Like they're not going to, you know, or maybe this will kill it, but probably not. Um, so it just, it feels like a reasonable-ish card to play in that deck. You know, it's not too strong. It's fine. Yeah. Th this is so weird for me. I, I don't think of blue as attacking this and the frog. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, this is, this is a yeah, weird Yeah, I mean, feel. it looks like you have kind of a blue aggro. Yeah. I mean, all your stuff is dying <laughs> after like two attacks. So that's, that's the kind chamber. of a problem. Yeah, well. <laughs> You're not going to see any of that in limited, and you're no. not going to see any of this card in standard, so yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. Next, we have Wall of Mist, which is blue one for a 0-5 defender. Uh, so this, it's a wall. Like, in limited, you play walls Literally, when you are... the type is wall. It is. When you are very defensive, and you just want to buy time, you will play a wall. Like, if Otherwise, you're an, is you it will spells not play deck, a wall. and you're trying to buy time... Definitely not. ...to somehow go Definitely off? Definitely not. Um, and then if you are in standard, and you're playing Arcades... Uh, you play your Wall of Mist in there. Wait, Arcadius isn't in standard. Yeah, is he? Arcadius? Oh, that's current? Arcadius is Dominaria. <sighs> yeah, we got a couple of walls in this set. So, uh, Wall Tribal, Arcadius. Oh. 
big standard player, tier one. Very excited. Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> no. Uh, next we have Wishcoin Crab. I'm just trying to figure out why it's a Wishcoin Crab. Like, oh, read the flavor text. Oh. What wishes do they grant? Mostly pinching related. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I said, the flavor text is like really on point. They grant pinching related. Anyways, it's blue three for a two five crab. That's it. Yep. No flavor text vanilla. It is not great. It is a blue creature. Yep. Really not great. You are sometimes forced into playing this when you have not the best pool. You need to kind of fill out your curve and like you're interested in blocking. Yeah. I mean, blue blue tends to have fewer creatures, so if you are in blue something and the other something doesn't have enough creatures, you know, this might have to yeah. fill your curve. And that's it for blue. On to black. Black. Uh, Barrier of Bones. Bones. This is black for a 0-3 skeleton wall with defender. When it enters the battlefield, surveil one. I like this. I do too. I like it a lot for if you're playing like a slower Dumir deck or like Golgari deck, I'm pretty happy to play this card. It's going to block a lot of stuff early. And the surveil is a, a nice upside to kind of uh, put stuff into your graveyard. And just the fact that it's one mana yeah. is nice because it's a one mana card that kind of remains relevant for a little bit, right? For a mm -hmm. couple of turns, buys you some time. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's cheap enough to be like worth it. Yes. Next we have Bartisan Bats. This is a blue three for a three one flying bat. So we have another four mana three one. Is that our second in the set? Uh, no, no. Well, mm, flyer? You mean? The last the frog was a three mana three one, if that's what you're thinking of. But um, these black, we've had a couple of black four mana three one flyers before, and they're usually fine. Uh, like, black has a lot of removal, and you can play a game sometimes where you kind of control the board a little bit, play one or two of these, just hit your opponent a bunch, and if they kill it, they kill it, but like, if they don't, they're dead. Um, it, it you know we said earlier three man on a flyer it's a fast clock fast clock yeah. so you're never super excited to play it unless that's kind of the game that you're going for because the one toughness is just so fragile yeah. uh, but it does hit hard and sometimes that's all you're looking for so next we have burglar rat this is black one for a one one rat when it enters the battlefield each opponent discards a card dude play this in two headed giant yeah I love that's things nice. that read each opponent this is this is a two for I like this card. We don't usually get these. Like, usually it's black one for a body where each player discards a card. Like that zombie from uh, Amon Oh, yeah, Pet. Miasma Mummy? Yeah, Miasma Mummy, I think. Um, So this is nice. I like this. Like, just throw it down. I wish it had Death Touch. I know. It's so... Sh it, like, looks like it should have Yeah, so, like, because you're playing, like, two mana and make them discard a card and you're left with a 1-1, one, one, which is pretty weak. <laughs> um, but... Right, because would it, you play two mana and discard a card? No, and chump walk a creature. Of course not. So I'm not, I'm not really sure that this is worth playing. I don't know. It might be. Let's we'll see. Because I mean, it depends a, there's... how many three ones we're playing. Yeah, we gotta see, many, yeah, we gotta see what the toughness looks like, stuff. and uh, <laughs> yeah, see what kind of the creature spread looks like in the in the deck. So, well, one card it could trade with is our next card, Child of Night, Black One, Two One. Uh, lifelink vampire so uh yeah you could trade it for a really nice art as well here one. the art is is really nice so nice okay uh next is would you play it oh uh usually you don't if you're like a black aggro deck sometimes you do and then you're kind of sad about it hmm. but whatever yeah because vampire is not a relevant type here Anymore, where it was yeah. an mm -hmm. but 
Deadweight is next. This is a reprint. It's black, enchantment aura, enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets minus two, minus two. This card is standard playable um, out of the board, usually, depending on what the toughness of creatures looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it serves the same purpose as the white card that does two damage for one mana uh, to an attacker blocker. So again, if there's a lot of creatures, you know, there's an aggro deck, this card is a great way to answer it uh, on, you know, maintaining parity. Uh, additionally, it being an enchantment is relevant in case Sultai with Moldrotha uh, ends up becoming a popular deck because then you can, can bring it correct back. you're able to just replay this card a bunch from your graveyard every time it it goes away so is the last time that's not play this was in uh, delirium right because it was. enchantment was a relative yeah type. i think it was in the uh delirium aggro build because mm-hmm. the aggro build of delirium you would play it and it would die because they'd have to block and then it'd be in a graveyard of enchantment yay i think uh Muldrotha, though like it's a nice synergy, but I don't even know it's good enough because this card is really best against like when it can keep dying and you can keep playing it. So that tends to be against decks with small creatures like aggro decks. Which means you're probably not getting to Moldrotha. Which means you either aren't getting to Moldrotha, or by the time you have, you've already won the game and you don't need to like you know kill a creature every single turn with it. So got it. Yeah, but it's a good. I like it. So we have it in standard. Yeah. It's a good card to have in standard. Next we have Douser of Lights. So it's just black four for four five four. Hmm. It's fine. The body's yeah. reasonable. It's like slightly below curve for vanilla tests. Uh, you'll play it sometimes when you're looking to play a creature. Get junky with it. Get junky. What? It's kind of a chunky creature. I mean, it's like. It's like a four five. All right. It's like it's got you know it's got sure. a body. Get chunky with it. Uh, yeah. card that is actually I think quite good is we have a lot of one mana cards in this set. I feel like. Well, they just push the power level. Yeah. Like, we're seeing cheap removal, cheap threats, uh, like, everything. It, I like it. I like it a lot. We have Hired Poisoner. This is black for a 1-1 with Death Touch. Like it. These cards oscillate between being uh, two mana 1-1s with Death Touch, and once in a while we get the 1-1 one, one, uh, for one mana with Death Touch. And we have the that one here, which I think is sweet, because I love these cards. They have Unblockable, um, and uh, basically, or, you know, kill any creep or like eat a removal like these cards are just so irritating to play against they yeah. buy you so much time um so i i really like hired poisoner it's a, a common you're gonna be able to pick up a good number if you're drafting so i'm pretty excited for that card cool next we have crawl swarm this is black four for a four one why are there so many x ones it's a four one insect warrior has flying you can pay black two discard card uh, uh, sorry, discard a creature card. Yeah. Return Crawl Swarm from your graveyard to your hand. If this was just discard a card, I think this card would be really strong in limited. But because it's discard a creature card, I think it's still fine. Really? Just not as good. How many creatures would you not want over a five mana four one? I don't. With no. flying? Yeah, with flying. I'm in the late game, like when you have a cloggity clogged board and you're like oh man i wouldn't just, i should get points through this card just keeps coming back right it doesn't die like you're drawing car- creatures that are irrelevant and don't affect the board you get to play this and then hit them for four the next turn if they don't kill it so i like this card uh, i think it's going to be a reasonable way to break board stalls the, the rate is not terrible um sure again it dies to everything but like just like the three one but to an even greater degree here it's just hitting so hard that you're kind of okay with that so 
Okay. And the, just the, the resilience of it is, yeah. is sweet. Yeah. I, I can see that. Like, yeah, you can just keep swinging with this. Like, it's it, it can be really hard depending on your deck to answer a flyer. Yeah. Um, and even, like, you know, if you're in green, some of the green creatures, like, with reach, they, they can't stand up to four power. So, like, you can trade with it once, maybe, and then... And bring it back for round two. Right. And then you're taking four turn, and you can only take that for so many yeah. turns. Next is Mephitic Vapors, which is uh, black two, (laughs) sorcery. All creatures get minus one, minus one until end of turn. Surveil two. Uh, Would you play this in standard? No, no. Not unless um, if like actual tokens becomes a thing, not like knights, but actual tokens, then like sure. (laughs) Knights are actual tokens. Yeah, but I mean like a one, one token oriented Mm. strategy, then maybe, but this card is just like not a very good rate and like again surveil 2 is tacked on surveil 2 is really strong but like we got drown in sorrow right which was minus two minus two and then scry two so like it's just not as like that card was playable this card one is not one is not you gotta have at least two next is pilfering imp which is black for a one one flyer uh you can pay black one tap and sacrifice pilfering imp Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it. That player discards that card. Activate this ability only any time you can cast a sorcery. The only time you cast a sorcery rider here is a pretty unfortunate restriction because otherwise the card becomes, I think, pretty good. You know, like... It's block sack. Yeah, you get to block and sack it. Um, you know, if they're killing it at a stupid time, because, like, why would you kill it when it's untapped? But then you'd be able to respond and grab a card from their hand. But it's still fine. Like, if you're going to have a 1-1 flyer, one man is definitely the correct cost for that, (laughs) if not zero. Uh, And it remains kind of relevant whenever against kind of any deck. So, like, it's fine. I don't don't think I would play this if there's going to be a lot of flyers. But I think I would play it if there's going to be... If you're defensive and you're playing against someone who's running all these X1 flyers, then like it blocks pretty well. Uh, so kind of a weird card, but I was going to say I think I would maybe usually play this in limited. Just, maybe I'm biased because we've seen so many X1s in the last couple cards, hmm. but yeah. I feel like there might be enough X1s, and like you know you might get a couple hits in because it's flying. Like I think this is probably generally like. It'll do something worthwhile. Sure. I think I would play it. Okay. Next is Severed Strands. This is black one for sorcery. As an additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice a creature. You gain life equal to the sacrificed creature's toughness. Destroy target creature and opponent controls. Uh, I like this card. Um, these, like, you know, cheap sack creature, killer creature are always, like, pretty decent, especially in token-based decks or decks that really, you know, you want stuff in the graveyard, which Undergrowth seems to definitely want. Um, but then there's this extra flexibility angle to it where you're gaining life equal to sack creature's toughness. And you can either treat this as primarily like, okay, I'm going to kill a creature, so I'm going to sack a 1-1. Or you can go, <clears throat> I need life, I'm going to sack a 2-4. And, you know, also I get to kill something, which is sweet. Or, you know, you're playing the middle ground where you're trying to gain a little bit of life and kill something. So it's just a really flexible card, which is... Something that, again, we've been seeing a lot of is, like, the cards in this set, there's a lot of them that are quite flexible, and that's nice. It, it increases their power and gives a lot more play to them. And d- just to double check, so if your opponent has no creatures, or yeah. you can't target any creatures, 
you are not allowed to cast this spell. Correct. You must have a target to cast this uh, spell that targets. Cool. Yeah. Next is Spinal Centipede. This is black two for a three two insect. Oh, when it dies, put a plus plus one counter on target creature you control. Sorry, I was just the art is like pretty freaky because it's like a spine like spread yeah. on top of a centipede yeah. body like a huge centipede with like a human spine external to its body yeah well the flavor text says the Golgari adorn themselves with the exoskeletons <laughs> of iridescent insects it's only fair the insects do likewise oh my gosh it's amazing yeah so uh card's reasonable nothing like too exciting you know the upside of it dying isn't super high but like rewards you a little bit um three minutes yeah. two is fine yeah spine card spine wood play Next, we have Undercity Necrolisk, whatever that is. Black 3 for 3-3. Three, three. Zombie. Zombie lizard. Mm, zombie yes. tribal. Uh, okay, pay one mana. Sack another creature. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Undercity Necrolisk. It gains menace until end of turn. Activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery. Uh, I actually kind of like this one. I, like, especially if you can go, like, Obzon uh, and get... And get some tokens going this thing can become pretty scary like there's a point where too it's big enough and you just don't need menace but then also giving it like this ability just gets better and better every time you're activating it right like they have to kind of try to say like oh we gotta block this earlier it's gonna just eat the board and kill me so it's like all right well if we block it early it's i mean it's a format of kind of you know four four ish yeah. I, you know, at least when they're blocking it the first time. So I, I like it. I, I like the card. Um, I think you definitely want to be willing to like use its ability. So if you have a really low creature count, you probably don't want to play this unless you just want a hill giant. But I think that if you have a reasonable number of creatures or token makers or anything like that, then this card's a pretty reasonable pick. Even if you're like, you know, there's that white rare enchantment that just makes creatures, right? Creature tokens. So you get to go you know four mana make a token one mana sack it get, get a counter like it, it synergizes well so yeah you know it's a rare so i'm sure it won't come up too much but i keep oh the other thing but yeah this yeah. is uncommon yeah um i keep like tuning out the last part where it has to be activated at sorcery speed but yeah. i keep thinking like oh, it'd be lovely to instant speed you know sack a creature that you just blocked with and yeah but you can't do it's it a lot closer to any new to go husk if uh i did that do you think this can be a, a reasonable enabler for undergrowth in a like green black value deck? Yeah, I mean the enablers are so bad that <laughs> like yeah, sure this is a reasonable enabler. Like um, if you compare it relatively speaking, right, to everything else in the set, like yeah, I think your best enabler is surveil. I think surveil is the best enabler for uh, undergrowth, but yeah, like this puts creatures in your graveyard. It's just like I don't know that any of the undergrowth things are also like are they worth this yeah like you really want to do this because you want to do this not because you're like oh maybe i can increase by one my undergrowth count right that just feels underwhelming so yeah next we have veiled shade which is black two for a two two shade and it has the shade ability of black one it gets plus plus one until end of turn oh that's a shade ability yeah the shades always do uh oh. some amount of black mana to pump themselves both power and toughness yeah so shades pretty good and limited uh this is a, like a reasonable base rate not exciting but three minute two twos whatever uh but in the late game it just pumps itself for such a cheap competitive rate that uh it's it's quite strong and common so happy to pick up like one or two of these 
The last black card is Vicious Rumors. This is black sorcery. Vicious Rumors deals one damage to each opponent. Each opponent discards a card, then puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. You gain one life. I think this is pretty bad. Yeah. Because, like, they're discarding a card and they're milling one. Both, like, that and can you help deal them. And damage and you gain a life. Yeah, yeah no, that, actually, mm, that's true. That could help them. Yeah, I think the real goal, and I'll be including this on my list, the real goal is to have your opponent at one and then kill them. <laughs> be like, I killed rumor. you by starting a vicious rumor about you, and you literally died because it was such a vicious rumor, right? Like, you're wow. like a pretty bad person if you could wow. come up with such a vicious rumor. I know, I know. that's why. I think wow. Cool. On to red, we have Cosmotronic Wave. This is red three. Has this guy? I can't tell you that. It has this person standing, like blasting out this wave of energy. And the flavor text is: This sort of innovation occurs when you set out to improve an electric tea kettle and misplace a decimal. So, watch out, kids, uh, misplacing those decimals. You know, want to make sure you're making your kettles actually do their job and not blowing up uh, yeah, the lab, blowing up your kitchen. Yeah. So this is a sorcery. It deals one damage to each creature your opponent's control. Creatures your opponent's control can't block this turn. As always, these effects are sometimes win you the game and sometimes do literally nothing. Uh, we get this like effect every set. Obviously, it's better if they have a lot of one toughness creatures and it's going to kill stuff. But generally, you know, if you want a threatened effect uh, to you know hit their whole board and like get one attack in, go for it. Just be ready to have this card be dead sometimes. So, yeah. I feel like this is probably good into it a giant. Yes, because it's everything, right? Yeah. So, like, definitely better into it a giant. Because usually, yeah, I don't know how they're usually worded, but next we have Fearless Halberdier. This is yeah. red two for a three two human warrior, and that's it. All right. So sometimes you'll play it, for and sometimes fine. you won't. Next, we have Fire Urchin. This is red one for a 1-3 elemental with Trample. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, it gets plus one plus O until end of turn. I think this is fine. Uh, I, I mean, no, sorry. I, I should say I think it's good. I mean, it's two mana for 2-2, two, two, like, readjusted to be the 1-3, which you kind of, I feel like, wish that it had more power. Um, but it does have the Trample and the Pump Claws. I don't know how many instants of sorceries scales, you can cast in a turn. But. I think it scales specifically with how many pump spells you have. Because then all your pump like spells pump are like, spells. like that pumping it extra more. and making the trample a lot more relevant. Yeah. So I like it if you're playing a lot of pump spells. Otherwise, it's like fine. It's two mana. So I think that the spells deck right has a lot of like three mana creatures and four mm -hmm. mana creatures. So this is like a nice card to put in the two spot. It'll be like a little irritating to try to kill it because of the three toughness. Yeah. So. I was mostly just thinking, you know, like in a lot of red decks, if you're not like sort of spells or pump heavy, like a 1-3 is probably not where you want to be because no. you're attacking. No. Though with Mentor, this gets better. You that's can Mentor true. this. You can Mentor this. Yep. Yep. That's absolutely relevant. And the uh, Trample, so. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, we got to remember that the red cards too <laughs> go, can go with Boros, even though they're, you know, this is an elemental that clearly is like an is it card. But. Yeah. Next is Gravitic Punch. This is red three sorcery. Turkey you control deals damage equal to its power to target player with jump start. Okay. I don't think I would play this. Like, I feel like purely burn spells are usually not worthwhile. Like, if you could have a really fun thing where you have a huge creature and you just, like, punch them in the face twice and kill them, that would be hilarious. But generally, like, you really want the flexibility to be able to aim your 
your burn spells at creatures. Yeah, and the four mana sorcery means that like one, it's mana intensive, and two, it's narrow when you can play it. So it's going to be difficult to like storm off and make your you know your drake or whatever it is really large or your wee dragonauts really large and then have it be like boom punch you in the face with it just because mm-hmm. it's so man intensive and so much has to go right so this card is probably not very good next we have maniacal rage which is red one enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus two plus two and can't block uh and the other interesting thing is like auras we always say are pretty bad and they are because of the two for one problem but um mentor again kind of changes the calculus a little bit on it just because putting this on a creature with mentor means that now it's going to be able to make other creatures bigger too so you kind of have to weigh whether you think that's worth it yeah and it makes not only can it make larger creatures mentor larger creatures it's more likely to survive because a lot of these x2 mentors they might get one attack but if you can up the toughness by two uh mentor multiple creatures get in more damage trade higher like you know you just have to decide whether or not you think this is going to land. But definitely, I think this definitely. is probably worthwhile in a deck with a lot of Mentor. Yeah. Next, we have Ornery Goblin. This is red one for a 2-1 Goblin Warrior. Whenever it becomes blocked or... Or, sorry. Whenever it blocks or becomes blocked by a creature, Ornery Goblin deals one damage to that creature. So, this card's great. It's uh, basically a 3-1, but better, because it doesn't trade with X-1s. Uh, it will kill any X-1 that blocks it or that it blocks. And otherwise... It uh, will deal three damage to creatures, but it only hits for two. So, right. you know, but that's fine because it's it's a really good aggro card, right? It's basically like a two mana card with early game kind of unblockable. So I, I like it a lot. And you maybe play in goblins, probably a little too weak, but who knows? Yeah, I'm a fan. Next is Rubble Belt Boar. This is red three for a three three boar. When the boar enters the battlefield, target creature gets plus two plus zero until end of turn. It's nice. Nice little upside on a three, four mana three three. Yeah, four mana three three. I think is a fine rate. And then again, mentor. plus two for a mentor. It's, ch- it's good. It's chunky. I wonder or how plus two on a, a trample. I wonder if people will like when they're building their pools. You really have to evaluate these cards a little differently because of mentor. If that's the direction you're going in, and I just wonder to what extent people in the beginning of the format people will miss on that. We'll be taking that into account. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, I feel like. People could swing the other way, too, where you're like, oh, this is really good with Mentor, but like, I think you need a, a good chunk of Mentors. Like, Even if you have one good Mentor, it's yeah. not worth running bad cards just because you have that. But one of the nice things about this is that I don't think it's a bad card. Oh, right? yeah. You know, 4 mana through 3 is, is fine. Yeah. Next is Smelt Ward Minotaur. This is red 2 for a 2-3 Minotaur Warrior. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, target creature and opponent controls can't block this turn. Also pretty reasonable, you know, like the spells deck, hey, stuff can't block, like you're aggressive anyways. A lot of your stuff is in the air, but you're totally going to have ground creatures. Um, so again, it's a nice aggressive card, a uh, little bit of a build around, but fairer than, you know, the like on crop crasher design or <laughs> the, I think there's one that just said whenever it attacks, right? It just like something can't block it, right? Or yeah. I forget what I think well, it was. Well, like, Kaladesh you know, you have the stag that taps every time it attacks. Yeah, exactly. Which is just so hard to or beat. Or the dinosaur, because it was the dinosaur yeah. before that. Territorial Allosaur. Hammersaur. Hammerhead. Skull. skull. Hammer skull. Hammer skull. Yeah. Territorial See, we, hammer we skull. We pieced it together. <laughs> together, yes. Uh, yeah, so this is better because it's much more restrictive. You have to actually build around it because the effect yeah. is super powerful and limited. Yeah. Um, and 
I feel like this is a reasonable way to do it is that there's some restrictions around it. Yeah. This is fun too because like if you have a, let's say a red removal spell and you kill a creature and then another creature can't block, it's like, it's as if you'd remove two creatures for that turn, right? Like, because you're very aggressive. So yeah, I, I like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next we have Street Riot. This is red four enchantment. As long as it's your turn, creatures you control get plus one plus oh and have trample. And the flavor text is from Domri Raid. So people who were thinking that Domri Raid will probably be uh, the Gruul leader, who, um, which also means that Gruul falls to Bolas, or allies with Bolas, uh, seem to be correct. So this card seems good. It seems uh, not great in aggro, but better in like a mid-range deck that wants to be playing kind of biggie things. Uh, like it's weird because it feels perfect in Gruul. Right, because Gruul is an aggressive mid-range red-green deck, um, and Street Riot feels perfect because it's going to give you a way to break a board stall. So really, any deck that you think is going to be mid-rangey, it's running red, and it's going to have board stalls, you probably want like a single copy of this because really two is just redundant and kind of pointless, and like you don't want to draw multiples. Five in is a lot. You know, I did have to remind myself that this is an enchantment, so the ability will happen every turn where your mm. creatures have a front end pump and they get the trample. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. You'll this is better with gruel. Yeah. I was going to call it Goros. <laughs> Goros. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, also known as Naya, but <laughs> Next we have Sure Strike, red one instant target creature gets plus 3 plus 7 and gains first strike until end of turn. This is a lovely reaper. I like this as Me a too. as a red uh, combat trick. I just first strike is so good and the front end pump is like ugh. This is going to be so annoying in combat. It's a common. Like, you're going to see this. Just get ready to be completely blown out. Again, good with Mentor. Yes. Next is Torch Courier. This is red for a 1-1 goblin with haste, and you can sacrifice it. Another target creature gains haste until end of turn. Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, one mana 1-1s one with haste are good. It's, it's no Bomat Courier, but not a lot of stuff is. Um, in standard, you might see advocacy play. I think right now, Fanatical Firebrand is probably better. If you're in Goblins, then like maybe you want this card. Uh, and it's Goblin. Yeah, and in limited, I think you like have to be pretty aggro to play this. Yeah. Uh, and another example of some great flavor text: Light a torch and deliver this letter. Were his instructions, which he unfortunately reversed. So he's running through uh, the streets with a letter on fire. So. Uh, yeah, again, Ravnica, flavor text, just great. great Goblins stuff. are not the uh, sharpest tools in the shed. They're not. And we're on to green. Green, all right, so we start with a reprint. Reprint? Yeah, Crushing a lot of reprints. Is, lot it, of reprints. is this re-formatted, re, re, the way the text is or something? Uh, I don't remember the last time it was in the format. They At some point, they did switch they from like the old cryptic command format where you just list everything with like colons or semicolons or something and then they switch to a bulleted format which is much much cleaner and easier yeah. to read uh, i don't remember i think crushing canopy did get a bulleted format card uh, the last time it was in standard well anyways this is a uh, green two instant choose one destroy target creature with flying or destroy target enchantment yep cards pretty solid uh pretty solid sideboard card every once in a while right this card was actually playable in standard briefly when what was it that like uh, obzon tokens or black white tokens was big and simultaneously you had a lot of glory bringers <sighs> and it was like hey now i get to kill glory bringer and hidden stockpile like it's a really random combination, combination. of things but like 
it works sometimes. So yeah. cool. And in limited, limited, yeah, pretty great when yeah. uh, you need to hit flyers in green. But pretty much stays in your sideboard until yeah, game one. So. You lose to flyers, and you say, "I'm bringing in all four crushing canopy. Take that. All seven. All seven. All seven. Yeah. It's a little. Yeah. Sure. Sure. All I seven. got one in each pack, and then one pack had two because it was a foil. <laughs> Uh, all right, so next is Grappling Sundew. It's green one for a 0-4 plant. has Defender and Reach. You can pay green four. Grappling Sundew gains Indestructible until end of turn. And another piece for the Arcades wall deck. Yeah. I'm telling you, this deck's going to take Standard by Storm, Katie. It's going to take over. No. Uh, good blocker. Really, really good blocker. If you're like a slow deck that just wants to buy some time, which is the deck that wants to play walls. This mm -hmm. is actually a really great wall to use. Yeah. Um, oh, reach. It's a beautiful wall. So much value with it's the reach. It's a big, beautiful wall. Not big enough to block the 4-1 insect. True. But if you have five mana. Mm. That's right. That's block right. it all day. All day. Next, we have Devkarin Dissident. This is green 1-2-2 two, two elf warrior. With green 4, it gets plus 2, plus 2 until end of turn. Uh, these effects are generally... Pretty decent because bears are fine, and then uh, in the late game they pump themselves. Only bad thing is like it's not quite like an invoker from Zendikar, where you're paying eight mana to get an enormously powerful effect. Five mana for plus to make a four four is pretty weak. Uh, so it's fine, but it's definitely better when you are a deck that is running a lot of the lockets and can make a lot of like extra mana because oh, you really want to activate this twice. Because once it's a six six, then it's a little bit better, but. Just one activation. I don't like love, so yeah. yeah. Next is Hitchclaw, Hitchclaw Recluse. Green two for a one four spider with reach. Pretty standard design. Sometimes they have two power. This one has uh, one power. Cool. I like it. I like it. It blocks, again, it blocks really well. And in green, that's pretty relevant. And it kills all these X1 flyers that we've been seeing. It also kills some of the X1 Boros cards that we've been seeing as well. So, uh, if you're defensive and you're green, um, this card seems pretty strong. Even if you're not defensive, card is like pretty reasonable just to yeah. put in your deck. Next, we have Iron Shell Beetle. This is green one for a one one insect. When it enters the battlefield, put a plus plus one counter on target creature. Okay, I mean it's two mana for two power and toughness potentially on one body or spread across two. So it is a bear with flexibility. Flexibility is good. Uh, yeah. It's just like if you're putting the counter on something else, it's pretty terrible. It's and the ceiling for its own self is just a bear. So yeah. I don't like this card very much. If you're playing a decent number of flyers or cards with Mentor, I think it gets better. Uh, otherwise, I'm probably not playing this card. Pretty bad. Next, we have Pax Favor. This is green two, instant, convoke. Target creature gets plus three, plus three till end of turn. It's a combat trick. It's not a great one. Not really, especially yeah. if you want to swing out and attack with a lot of creatures, then you like can't convoke this, and then you're paying three yeah. for it's, plus three plus three. It's a lot more fun as a defensive combat trick where you look like you're tapped out because you played big creatures this turn. You you spent all your mana, and then you convoke this, you block, and then convoke, and and you know they're like, what? Yeah, you had no mana. Reasonable yeah. on defense, also reasonable. Uh, remember that. Summoning sick creatures can convoke stuff. So if you play a creature, then you kind of can rebuy some of the mana you just spent in order to cast the card. So, yeah. yeah. But still, not so Next, good. Katie, we're going to pause a little bit, just slow it down. We have pause for reflection. This is green two, instant, convoke. 
prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. Ladies and gentlemen, we have before us a fog. Okay, now I will point out that this card is not, in fact, a two mana fog, which is a little disappointing because Tefiri can't, uh, you know, you can't use Tefiri in turn five. Yeah. But still, it is a fog. And, and you Just know, like we still have one. a good number of fogs in standard. Two? I am a happy camper. Uh, and maybe if the deck changes a little bit, maybe play some creatures. If Tefiri learns to... how to untap three lands. Well, he's, he's probably not going to do that. He's uh. already pretty good. Uh, then, you know, the card gets a little better. I love it. I love it, Katie. No. It's great. Gross. Great. Don't play Fogs ever. Yay for Fog. <laughs> Next is Green for Port Vine. It's a 0-3 plant wall. Has Defender. You can pay two, sack it. Uh, oh, sorry. Not sack it. Pay two, sacrifice a creature with Defender. Draw a card. You what could sack it. What an engine for the Arcadia stack, Katie. Seems this that card... Way. You know, it comes down one one mana, turn one, block some creatures, right? Right? Turn two, you can sack it, cantrip it if you need to. You can later in the late game, because, you know, with Arcadius, you're drawing a bunch of cards anyways. You can now just go like, boom, I'm just going to draw two cards every turn. What a, what a card. What a card. And it has reach. No, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. Just the other one had reach. It this cannot block reach. opposing Arcades because I expect Xander to just evolve into Arcades mirrors. So, mm-hmm. yeah. next is Prey Upon Green Sorcery Target you control fights Target you don't control. There's a lot of good removal in the set. Uh, I think when you can, you probably play that over this. The benefits that this has is that it's super efficient. Uh, if you have good creatures, great. Downside, obviously, is that you can get pretty blown out if they kill your creature in response. So, or they have like a trick on their own creature. Yeah. And it can end up being a two for one. Like it's lovely if you have a, you know, say the one mana one one death touch, and you can kill a huge huge thing. But you did just trade your death touch and this card in order to do that. Yeah. So. Um, again, another reprint, another like pretty reasonable card that uh, sees some play in decks that don't have a ton of removal but are heavy in green. Which is yeah, all yeah. green decks. <laughs> Next we have Urban Utopia, which is green one enchantment aura, enchant land. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchanted land has tap, add one mana of any color. So just color fixing, not wait. It doesn't. It doesn't accelerate you at all. No. Yeah, it just fixes. But well, it replaces. But it also itself. cantrips. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty important because sometimes you know, like that card from I forget which that Dominaria maybe. That was the like one minute artifact like gained you three life and then you could tap it and turn a land you control into a basic. Mm. That was pretty bad unless you really wanted the historic stuff uh, because of the card disadvantage. This is much more reasonable because color fixing is much more important in this format and the fact that you're not going down a card is pretty valuable. So I'm probably pretty happy to take this if I'm looking to go into a large number of colors. Which you probably are. Probably are because in non-Ravnica sets... I usually play four colors at pre-release, uh, I think is usually how it goes, three to four. So at Ravnica, I imagine I'll be in five colors for probably all of the pre-releases. Yes, of course. Yes. Next, we have Vigor Spore Worm. This is green five for a six four with undergrowth. When it enters the battlefield, target creature gains vigilance and gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Vigor Spore Worm, worm can't be blocked by more than one creature. Oh, I like that clause on big green creatures. Yeah. It's a fun, like, it's not trample, but it's like, a, it helps it be, I like these, like, variations on unblockable or, or sort of evasion. I think they're really cool. Yeah. For toughness, not great. I'm probably not too excited to play this card. 
the pump is a one-time thing. Uh, the X, you really need to have enough creatures. Otherwise, it's just like, hey, a creature gets Vigilance and a little bigger for a turn. So I don't actually love this card. Six mana is a lot, especially for a 6-4, but I think it is reasonable. It's reasonable. Next, we have Wild Saratok. This is green 3 for a 4-3. Rhino. Oh, it is a Rhino. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's fine. It's guard. You know, cards, you know, you, you play them sometimes. Yeah. And on to the two gold cards we haven't seen. Petalus they're, Gorgon. They're not gold. They're hybrid. They, but Which they don't have goals? the gold border. Oh, well, they're, yeah, they're multicolored. Yes, that's a better word for it. Multicolored. Fine. Multicolored. Thank you. Whatever. So on to the multicolored cards that we haven't seen. Oh, you, you do it, yes. Katie. <laughs> so first we have Pitiless Gorgon. This is hybrid. Green, black. Hybrid, green, black. One. Uh, for a 2-2 Death Touch Gordon. Gor Gorgon. 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 It's, uh, yeah, so a total of three mana <laughs> for a 2-2 Death You're Touch. You're doing great. Thank you. And it's a Gorgon. You mentioned that a couple yes. times. It also well, has it in its name. It's in the name, and it's the creature type. Yeah. Uh, card's fine. Uh, I prefer the one mana, one one with Death Touch, because it's better. But uh, this is fine. You yeah. can play this in green, too, which is cool. Yeah. Like, in Dominaria, we had the three mana, two, two, Death Touch, and green. It was, like, green, two. And it was... Meh. Meh. It was, like, not great. I imagine this card will be similar. It's really... You won't really want to trade up with Death Touch creatures, and it's... Hard to do that with a three mana two two, and it doesn't really, you know, the one mana one was is better. Yeah. Next we have Vernadi's Shield Mate. This is hybrid green white one for a two two human soldier with vigilance. Sweet. It's, it's a fine bear with upside. Yep. I'd be looking to pair this with Mentor because once this is mentored, I think it, it gets like pretty significantly mm. better because a three three with vigilance that you really only invested two mana in, I think, is solid. And once you get into four, you're great. Yeah. Um, I do wish that it were a knight instead of yeah. a soldier. It yeah, would be, be a nice. lot better. Yeah. Next, we have Rampaging... We're on to artifacts. Yeah, on to artifacts. Rampaging Monument. Four mana for a 0-0 zero, zero artifact creature. It's a cleric. A cleric artifact. I think this might be the first cleric artifact we've had. It has trample, so with all of its zero power, it can trample <laughs> over. Uh, Rampaging Monument enters the battlefield with three plus and plus one counters on it. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, put a plus and plus one counter on Rampaging Monument. Flavor text. Be advised, suspect is nine stories tall, marble hair, and answers to St. Gustav. <laughs> uh, I love this card. I really like it a lot. I think it super rewards you for doing what you want to be doing in Ravnica, which is playing a lot of colors and multicolored spells. Um, four mana for three three with trample is good. Um, yeah. you know, even if you don't have that many multicolors. Right, absolutely. It is a reasonable card. And once you cast one, you're paying four mana for a four four with trample, and you're set. Like, that's a great rate. You cast one spell, you're good. If you go beyond that, then you're getting a really, really good deal. So I like Rampaging Monument a lot, and I would be very happy to play it. Yeah, and the beauty is it's an artifact. So if you're drafting, you're not sure what colors you're in yet, you can safely pick this up yeah. and know that it will slot into Super your Super easy on the mana, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> easy, easy on the mana. And easy the eyes. The eyes, yeah. I mean, you know, you have to look up a couple stories, but... Yeah. And our final card is Silent Dart. This is one mana artifact. Four, tap, sacrifice Silent Dart. It deals three damage to target creature. So four mana to deal... I mean, sorry, five mana spread over two turns to deal three damage. Sometimes, Katie, you just need a removal. <sighs> That's yeah. why that 
that bomb explosive apparatus as well, right? So it sees a little bit of play once in a while. Yeah, so this bad, you're though. never happy to play this card, but sometimes you're kind of stuck doing it when you just need removal and like your pool yeah. or your draft just had no removal. So stinks for you, but oh well, you're stuck doing it. And that is it. That is all the spoilers. That's We've the done end. it. We've gone through the full Guilds of Ravnica set. Which means we can start to think more broadly about the set as a whole. That's right. Uh, so Katie, what we always like to do at the end of this, Yes. what are your top, I don't know, five five cards assassin's trophy okay okay that i imagine that's a lot of people's top that's pretty sweet top couple cards um you, you wanna you have a couple of top cards while i think a little um okay i i guess before saying what my favorite cards are no we'll do favorite cards first the cards i'm most excited about first uh okay assassin's trophy solid so I agree with you on that. That's a pretty great uh, print. Yeah. Um, I like, as I'm just scrolling down here, uh, I like uh, Tajik. I know it's a weird thing for me to say because that's not usually the solid card that I like, but I like it. Tajik is pretty solid. Um, I like the Red Sphinx's Rev Explosion. I think it's cool. I don't think it's going to see a ton of play right now, but yep. Oh, um, I like the Conclave cavalier that's mm. the the white white green green worm coil worm thing. coil knight for four four yeah it's just lovely my really really, really favorite cards though are actually really not rares right like uh the yeah. cards that i am a big fan of well i guess one of them is mission briefing is uh, a great yes, card of course knight of autumn is a great card yeah. um i love chemister's insight oh, fantastic yeah. card so some of the early spoilers. I like here. Sinister Sabotage. Great card. Which one was that? That's the Disallow. Or not the Disallow. The Dissolve variant. Uh, um, I think that's it. I think those are like my... What about the Guild Matters cards, Ryan? Well, that's... What about the Fog? Okay, I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. Fog. Because Fog is great. Uh, and I really do. I, I think, I hope, in the next set, when we get the remaining five guild gates, we'll get a couple more guilds matter cards. And Katie, I, you better believe I'm gonna build scape shift gates, gate shift, gate shift. Done. What a name! Wow. It's a fine name. It's a great name. It's a fine name. Great name. It's acceptable. Yeah, um, uh, that's that's I think it for me. I think I listed six ish there, but yeah. big fan. What about you? I mean, so yeah, the the white green knight mm-hmm. coil. Um, I don't. I, I just I like the set. I'm excited to play it. So you like Night Coil and you like Trophy and oh, yeah. do you have three others that you can specify as being excited about? As, as exciting? Maybe maybe not. Maybe you're just like kind of. I'm kind of excited to see someone do the Bounty of the Might, the plus three plus three to target creature plus three plus oh, three unlimited. to target sure, creature sure, plus sure. three. I think that'll be pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Um, thoughts on the set as a whole. So a couple of things about Ravnica. Uh, I like that we're getting shocks. I like so the the power level of the set seems to be high. Um, I am excited to be able to hopefully play some diverse archetypes in the format. There seems to be opening up a lot of different space. Mostly because so many cards are rotating. Yeah, it's so it's like a weight lifted off our shoulders to no longer have to worry about Kaladesh. Like with Kaladesh gone, 
we, it's funny we that can you play only other cards. The sets that's rotating. Well, yeah, we're naming the problem set. Like, yeah. what? Like, oh my gosh. Scrow Heap Scrounger, gone. Bomat Courier, gone. Uh, Heart of Kieran, gone. Glorybringer is gone. Like, all I the other Glory problem cards Amiket. were already banned. Yeah, all the others were banned. So it's, it's a refreshing spoiler season to be able to do where we don't have to evaluate every card in the context of Etherworks Marvel. Is it going to get banned in the context of Sahili Cat? Will that get banned? Mardu Vehicle? Like, yeah. Hopefully, this standard format has the potential to be uh, balanced. I think that the power level is high, but when I look at this, I don't see a Scarab God, right? I don't see, I don't see a <laughs> yeah, card. Yeah, they didn't reprint it. Okay, they yeah. didn't reprint it, but also... <laughs> I don't see a card that is just head and shoulders above everything else, yeah. right? There's no Scarab God. There's no Ember Cool, The Promised End. There's no Archangel Avacyn. Um, oh, Avacyn of... was such a... I really liked the play of Avacyn. Yeah, I, I know she was I, very I powerful, include but... Yeah, she yeah. was very powerful, but, you know, she she died to she cross the to darkness. Games, like, yeah. yeah, and led to interesting But anyways, yes. Um, the, so there's the no card that's, like, general. super dominant over the others. The, the power level just seems to be uniformly relatively high. Mm-hmm. The power level of the answers is very high highlighted really? by assassin's trophy uh we have a couple Ugh. of sweepers now that we can choose from control has some great tools with the counter magic and the draw spells we have uh but to a lot of constraints yeah to is still i mean i'm so, i'm to is still my biggest concern is control between to and search for um, kanta i don't yeah i don't think that you are alone insight that. being reprinted and like i think that to is the i mean to and search yeah. are search though Together is much less of a problem i think because it gets blown up by assassin's trophy now um which is a way to answer it for parody also field of ruin is still in the format tafiri however i think is the best card in standard and uh i don't know that this set will change that we'll have to see um but yeah in this set specifically it looks like there's a lot of things you can do um, whenever you have these gold sets with a lot of good fixing, it gives you a lot of flexibility. It also lets you put all the good cards in one thing, you know. But um, yeah, so I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, I think they hit it out of the park with the flavor, text, and the home, uh, the art and stuff was great as well. And I'm really excited to start playing with these cards. How about you? What do you, what do you think about the set? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everyone loves Ravnica, and I think it being a multicolor set is just so fun because you get some of the like flavor of the, of uh, each of the colors that you don't always get because you get to see them together. And um, it, it's fun when you're playing sealed and draft to get to be, you know, aggressive with your colors and to get to take good cards in so many different colors without saying like, Oh, well I really sacrificed my mana base, but like I so wanted to play, you know, X rare or whatever. So, um, yeah, I just I just think multicolored formats tend to be like very cool and fun for players, and uh, this is no exception. Yeah, it's always fun when we get to swing the pendulum toward multicolor because yeah. we only get it once in a while. Most sets are not majorly multicolored sets, so when we do, it is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Do you think? Here's another question. Okay. Do you think we'll go to Theros next? Because of the hybrid mana cost, giving you lots it of worked, pips. It just worked out so well last time. And we have like double pip, double pip cards and all yep. of the guilds, yep. which are helping. Yeah. Um, it's possible. And people keep talking about Gideon's going to die and he's got to die on Theros. So we have to go back to Theros to kill off Gideon. Huh. 
Yeah, I the only reason I, I feel like the, uh, you know Theros is a natural choice to follow Ravnica. The reason it feels like we won't is because we're having three Ravnica blocks in a row. It's a lot which of repeat. I love, but oh, like yeah. that's three blocks in a row that are um, like return sets, right? So mm-hmm. it feels like they might want to go somewhere new uh, next fall after the core set. So we'll see. Um, but uh, you know, I just thought of it kind of randomly just because of the yeah. the pips. Because it was something, you know, they stayed away from for a long time. Um, not a long time. They stayed away from uh, after when Theros was in the format, right? They stopped printing cards with a lot of pips in them. <laughs> and then once Theros rotated, you saw Seth start to uptick their pips again. Right. And now we've reached another pe- peak of pips. Peak uh, of pips. Yeah. yeah a but pe- I feel peak, like pips, it's more, you know, in this case, because I think you're right, we're probably not going back to Theros. It's more a control valve because you can be pretty aggressive with your mana. but. Yeah. If you're adding more and more pips, at some point you're not reliably casting these spells. Absolutely, card. which is is a nice way to kind of be able to control. Say, hey, you guys can have good mana, but you are still going to have to make right. some uh, decisions because there are going to be deck building constraints. Right. So instead of making it absurdly high mana cost, just making it restrictive colors. Absolutely. Well, thanks everyone for joining us uh, for this season of Spoiler Season Woo! Guilds of Ravnica. We're going to be back in a couple months. Wait wanted to mention what else arena mention? what about magic it? arena you will be able to play this soon in arena. yeah and like when i say you i mean like the broad public arena yeah. is going like broad public yep so guilds in, of like, ravnica will also be available on arena and you'll be able to play it on there yeah. so yeah very very exciting um thanks for everyone for joining us this season we'll be back in a couple of months as we do spoiler season for ravnica allegiance um, and then whatever the third Ravnica set is, we will do as well. So, uh, and we'll get to do what's next. Oh, we don't know yet what the third set is? We don't know the name of it, no. It's going to be the epic Bolas battle set. So yeah. Allegiance is where they declare whether or not they're aligned with Bolas. Yeah, but we also already know which guilds are aligned with Bolas. So the Bolas guilds are, uh, have Planeswalkers as heads. So it's Golgari, <laughs> is it Gruul? And then it looks like it's going to be Azorius and Orzov, but we're not sure. And the Gatewatch-aligned guilds are going to be Demir, Boros, Simic, um, Demir, Boros, Simic, what, uh, Celestia, um, and then, uh, that's four, right? So there's one guild that I'm missing. Oh, I feel so bad. It's a guild from the, from Ravnica Allegiance. Sure. Oh, is it? Did I say is it? I don't remember. Oh, is it his, his bolus, though? <laughs> um, Anyways, there's another guild that sides against. Um, okay, so we learn the allegiance, the allegiance, and then we have the epic battle. Cool, cool, cool. Wait, hold on. Well, <laughs> You're founding guilds. Oh, Rakdos, Rakdos. Oh, Rakdos yeah, you definitely didn't say Rakdos. Gatewatch aligned, which is kind of funny. Really? That Rakdos and Demir are going to be... Gatewatch on the same side, yeah, on, on the side of the gate, on the good guys side, That's right? Funny. But I also really like it that they're letting yeah. you know guilds that are traditionally seen as like the bad guilds. But uh, Demir seems to actually kind of like be secretly protecting, protecting yeah. Ravnica. Rakdos has in the past the demon, not the guild, <laughs> has actually seemed to kind of help protect Ravnica. So I don't know. It should be interesting. Um, so Katie, uh, for the pre-release, what guild? What guild are you going with? I will definitely be playing Golgari. Okay. And Celestia and Demir. Okay, so you're playing all three. Uh, if you had to pick one, which one would you be? Golgari. Golgari. 
I, I just I think those are probably my two favorite nice. colors in Magic, and I think they look really fun in this set. Cool. So. I agree. I agree. Uh, I for my pre-releases, do you, which which guild do you think I would be if I had to pick one? Uh, Demir. Yeah, and Demir looks much better in this set because their mechanic isn't about milling and eh. trash like that, like uh, or milling your opponent. Right? It's actually like good milling because it's scrying. <laughs> so yeah, it has a much more of a control kind of game to it. So I'm excited about uh, Demir. I'm hoping to go Soul Tie. Uh, during my pre-releases, and you know, because I, I do, I think the Golgari deck also looks is pretty sweet. So for my pre-releases, I'll probably be playing Demir, Golgari, Is it, and then play Demir again. I assume <laughs> Demir, Golgari again. Play the favorite. So, yeah. So uh, make sure you get out to your local game store. Uh, sign up for pre-releases. Most of them are having signups now. Uh, showing up on the day of, you certainly something you can do, but it's a little risky because if they are filled up, you will miss out on your chance to. Play. such a good time yeah so thanks for joining us uh thanks to our sponsors for supporting us all season long mm. new england comics based here in brookline massachusetts right outside of boston you can find them on facebook at nec coolidge uh, they are hosting some pre-releases uh in on pre-release weekend as is flipside gaming you can they're in new york uh and you can find them at flipsidegaming.com uh definitely check out them as well I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler Spoiler Season. Season.